Hello and welcome to another episode of the Get Optimized podcast. This is Chris Overlay, your host. And if you're new to the podcast, this is a podcast all about helping you grow your craft beer business. We talk about marketing and advertising and all sorts of things related to growth. And today, our guest is here to talk to us about communication and more specifically being a better communicator. Brendan is a master public speaker. In fact, he is the founder of a company called Master Talk, where he and his team coach executives and entrepreneurs on how they can become better communicators in their industry. He also has a very popular YouTube channel called Master Talk with over 24,000 subscribers. And those videos he has on his YouTube channel are fantastic. I watched many of them and was like, yo, we need to get this guy on here to talk about public speaking and how to communicate better because whether you are talking to your team or trying to communicate through your phone to your customers on social media, however you're doing it, being a better communicator is going to help you grow your business. And Brendan has a ton of great tips for us. Our conversation was fun and insightful. I know you're going to get some value out of it. So I will stop it with the intro here and get you into the interview. Thanks. And we'll catch you at the end. Brandon, what's up, dude? How are you, man? Good, Chris. How are you, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. It's very hot here in Las Vegas, uh, and we're just in the middle of summer, really the start of summer at this point. But where, where are you uh, calling in from? Yeah, same here. Enjoying the summer as well and getting it started. Calling in from Montreal. Nice. Okay, yeah. So a little bit up north. It's not as hot, but you guys get humid and stuff like that, right? Oh yeah, we definitely we definitely appreciate the three months of summer that we have. <laughs> nice, nice. That's good. Uh, well, anyways, man, uh, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're going to talk about some really cool stuff, much more fun uh, related to you know helping people grow their businesses and better market their businesses. And I, th- the reason I'm excited to have you on the show is because there is kind of this trend on social media. A lot of what breweries do is with social media; they're marketing with. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok now. And there's this trend that you kind of want to show behind the scenes content. You want to have like this personality to the business, which a lot of times means that you've got to be talking to your audience, um, not to mention the conversations you got to have with your team. And uh, a lot of that involves public speaking. And you're like the dude when it comes to this stuff. You're a coach in this area. You've got tons of experience doing it. And I figured, hey, this is the guy to talk to about this. So uh, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I guess the first thing I'll ask you, and then I'll shut up and let you get to your stuff, uh, is like, why why is public speaking so hard? And people struggle. People, this is like one of the top fears. I think you know. I hear these stats like this is one of the most above dying. <laughs> people are freaked <laughs> out by public speaking. So what's up with that, man? Yeah, you know, I always wondered why that is, Chris. Why why are we more scared to give to be in the casket, or rather, give the eulogy than be in the casket? To quote Seinfeld a little bit, but but the idea here is the reason we're scared of it is it's really normal if you think about it. Most of the presentations we get in our life are in school, high school, middle school, elementary. That's where a lot of those roots start. But the problem is threefold, Chris. Number one, all those presentations are mandatory. We don't wake up in the morning and say, hey, Chris, you want to get breakfast and present all day? Nobody says that. Right? So that's problem number one. 
Problem number two, all those presentations are different and you don't get to pick the topic. So it's not, Chris, what are you passionate about? Do you like craft beer? Yeah, no one's going to let you talk about craft beer when you're 11 years old, right? You talk about, no. talk about Shakespeare or something. <laughs> That's right. true. Yes, exactly. And then there's number three, which is the worst part. Every presentation, every single one is tied to a punishment. So if you don't do well, you don't get a pat on the back. Hey, Chris, don't worry. Let's all give him a hand. No, it's, yeah, you just lost 30% of your grade, dude. <laughs> so the fear is embedded early on. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Through no fault of our own, but rather the education system we grew up in. Wow. I never thought about it from that perspective. Um, I always thought it was about kind of like, oh, you've got like your peers watching you and like, yeah, it's true. But when you say it the way that you said, like, that's also true about the early onset. And that's like your childhood, your most influential times of your uh, development. You're just being like hazed with public speaking. And, and no wonder you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> or people are like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and let's draw a quick analogy there. Since, since a lot of people are in the craft beer industry, let's say we take sports. Right. Well, sports, let's say whether it's basketball, whether it's football or any other sport, you, you still grow up with other people watching you, you playing. But when you think back to those days when you're 10 years old, 15 years old, and you're playing on the street and your parents are yelling at you to come inside, you, it's good memories that you think of. So those good memories trickle over when you're an adult and you can't wait for Super Bowl. You can't wait for the NBA finals. You can't wait for baseball. But that's not true with communication. You pretty much would rather jump off a cliff than do that unfortunately man that is fantastic uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna noodle on that for a while man even after this podcast i'm gonna be like man that's so true i'm thinking back to my my uh high school times and student being a student and you're right you know when you play sports it's high fives and good job and even if you lose you're like you did good you know you tried uh but when you public speak it's like you could even get like ridiculed and made fun of what if you like stuttered during the speech or something like that you're like life ruined switch schools <laughs> you know it's not bad literally i mean even in sports when you lose to your point you're like giving each other high five sometimes even getting uh pizza with the the opposite <laughs> team you, you just true. don't have that friendliness in communication that's wild man so this is like deeply embedded you know uh what do you call it? conditioning kind of situation it's it bleeds into all sorts of parts of your life, especially if you're a business owner, like we mentioned earlier, you got to be talking. So how do you like overcome this fear, you know, and, and, and try to get over that stuff so that you can actually communicate well with your team or, or to your audience? Where do you even start? Absolutely. Great point. So the, the key net here, Chris, is to rewire our mind from seeing communication as a chore to seeing it as something we get to do. So don't worry, you don't need to do any brain surgery or anything. There's, a, there's an easy way to fix this. It's simply a question that a lot of us don't think about. How would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? So a lot of us, we dream about our vacation, the expensive things you want to buy, the cars you want to get, but we don't dream about our communication. What if we got better at it? How would it change our life? And when we reflect on that, we see it as something we get to do. So let's use the craft beer industry as an example here. If you're a brewer, you're super passionate about crafting the specialty beer that you want to sell to different people. If you got a lot better at communication, you could sell more of it. People can enjoy more of it. You'll be able to impact more lives and be say, wow, I don't have to drink another one of these normal, right, normal brews. I can actually drink something really powerful that I can share with people. So when you think about that vision that you want to take with your brand, communication plays a big role in that vision. 
It really does. It really does, especially when you start thinking about, you know, the kind of community involvement stuff that you're trying to do as a brand. Like you like like you mentioned, you're trying to change the world in some ways, whether you're raising money or helping, you know, a family that's in need. I, I just actually ran some posts for a client last month where they were raising some money from for a family that got, you know, uh was impacted by a wildfire. And it's like, man, your effective communication in that lens could have a huge impact on that family. Uh, and you know, case in point to what you're saying. Absolutely. And you know, to, to build on that, I love that story, Chris, because it really embodies the idea that communication is not supposed to be a chore. It's supposed to be a tool for impact, especially in the context of this industry, which is one, the conversations you have with your team members, the people who are helping you craft the beer, the people helping you distribute it, sell it, market it. When you have better relationships and communication with them, it's a lot easier to make sure that the quality standard is kept high, even if you might not be in the day-to-day ops, right? The Mm -hmm. operation, that's one. The second piece is when you're on podcasts, right? When you're communicating the story behind your beer, what does it sound like? Does it sound like this? Oh yeah. So um, yeah. So I started, I was in my basement. Okay. And I, I had, I got drunk once and there's a beer or does it sound a lot more exciting, which is, you know, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to start this and I always had a passion for this. So when you start telling that story of the brand, a lot more people get gravitated towards you. And that's what creates the sale and what also creates the differentiation. Fantastic. So, you know, the first step is, like you're saying, is, is try to imagine your life if you were a great communicator and what the potential could be envision, you know, the, the successes you'd have and, and the happiness you'd feel from that. Uh, what then, right. So what's like, is there any like tactics you can start practicing today? Is it, you know, doing your, your alphabet backwards to make you a little <laughs> bit more confident with your language? Like how can you, like, if you, like, if you're the kind of person that's like, all right, I got to talk to the team and you got to build yourself up. I mean, you're introverted. You're kind of nervous about this stuff. You're, it's very difficult. It takes a lot of energy for you to do that. Uh, I know because I used to be that guy. I was, I used to like talk in class in high school and like not be able to breathe at the same time as talking. So my presentations all sucked, but overcoming that was a huge deal for me. Um, I don't know how I did it. I think I just went to college and, and those kind of things. I don't really have the formula, but what would you say to somebody who's, who's introverted struggles with this stuff? Is there like tactics? Is there things they can do during the day to, to help them get better at this stuff? Absolutely, Chris. So, so let's talk short-term and long-term. Sure. So what I'd love for everyone who's listening to this, who's, who's crafting beers, selling that to the wider market, I would say the same. everyone who's listening should have the same goal. And the goal is simply this. Deliver a presentation on the story behind your beer and or the starting of your company at a community event. So if you're doing this business correctly, community is a big part of the beer industry where you're building that community. And that's what leads to more sales and also leads to stronger word of mouth. But you need to be the beacon. You can't just host the event, which I find a lot of the crafters are doing. They just host it versus like, no, no, no. You need to give a speech at that event talking about the story behind it and so that people get uh, gravitated towards what you're doing. Kind of like in the car industry where everyone is drawn to Tesla, but more importantly, Elon Musk, right? He's the face of the brand. Sure. And that's what creates success. Because a lot more people are attracted to the personality behind the brand than the product itself. So that's what I would say. Go ahead. Definitely. And you're you're onto it with the story portion, for sure. People will respond well to stories. It's It's the best form of marketing is when you can actually tell your story well. And 
practicing that story is a good idea too, I think, you know, and in listening to you, I'm like, man, that would be a good idea to just practice your story all the time. Get really good at saying this thing, your elevator pitch, your 10 minute spiel on, on where you came from so that it's not new for you. I'm interested in your opinion though, uh, on like how this communicates in the digital formats too, you know, is there's one thing about presenting in front of, you know, on a stage, which is part of this, but so much of what we do now is digital, especially what we're doing right now, like the zoom call, you know, um, and it happens too. I'm part of a few guilds where they're doing, you know, monthly virtual conferences where someone's talking about something. Uh, and this goes for the folks that are not necessarily brewery owners too. This is like brewery adjacent business people selling like hops and supplies or, you know, analytics software to breweries. I got to present and, and, you know, do this well digitally. What's your thought on that? Like, do you have any you know thoughts on, on how to do this? Is it different or is it the same? Absolutely. So there's definitely some key differences for sure, Chris. So there's three main differences between online and real world. The first one is eye contact. So when we're in a in-person setting and there's a meeting, let's say six people, eight people, you're constantly moving your head to see the eyes of the different people in the room. But you don't have to do that online because whether you're speaking to one or 10,000 people on a Zoom call, you just got to look in one direction, which is the camera lens. Yeah, a little green light. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so it makes it easier. So there's a trick to this. You can put like an arrow that points to the camera lens. You can put a picture of your family next to the lens of favorite food. I like the sarcastic one, which is look here or else. That's like a fun one. So you kind of just pick whatever works. That's the first thing. The second difference is energy. Let's face it, Chris. At the end of the day, it's a lot easier to show up with energy and enthusiasm when we're in person, look at community events, things like that. And it's hard to do that because technically I'm alone in my basement right now as I'm talking to you, even if you're technically in front of me virtually. So we need to bring the same energy that we do in person into virtual. That's the strategy. We've got to bring more of that, which means being more energetic outside of the virtual world. So it's easier for us to draw on that here in this format. And finally, number three, accessibility, specifically to the audience. If you want feedback on your presentation, if you're in person, really easy. Just get lunch with the people there. Hey, let's go get a beer and get some food and talk about it. Very hard to do that online because of the Zoom call. So get on calls with people, try and get dinner with them would be my advice. Excellent. Yeah, people don't want to give you the comments online too. They'll just like watch and then lurk and then be gone. Yeah, be like, did I do good? Did I not do good? I couldn't tell if you were eating or not paying attention. All I saw was your icon. On the <laughs> you know, it's it's very challenging. Uh, but I love what you said about the energy too. That's a huge one. And the eye contact. So much of that uh, is important. I, I, you know, now that you mention it. I, I probably can think of, I can't think of exact examples, but I know I've seen videos where I'm like, man, look at the camera, please. Whoever I'm like watching, I'm like, you know, you're, you're missing the boat here, the chance to connect one-on-one with that audience, but it's really tricky to do and probably takes practice as well. Um, right on. So tell me more about what you do, man, because you've obviously got tons of experience doing this stuff. And I did watch, you know, some of your videos leading up to this. I read a bit about you and you've, you've, you know, you tell us, man. So you're involved in, in a lot of stuff. You got a coaching thing going on. Give us, give us the, the 411 on that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, happy to talk about that. So there's two easy ways to, to keep in touch. The first thing that I'm working on is definitely the YouTube channel called Master Talks. It's hundreds of free videos that people can just access on how to speak 
you just go to Mass Talk and you'll have access to that on YouTube. And then the second way is I do free trainings every few weeks over Zoom. And this is really just to help people. I have a live interactive call. I'm on the call. I'm coaching people for free. And you can just register for that at rockstarcommunicator.com if you want to join that. Excellent. Yeah, I'll definitely link that. I know you sent me a video too when we first started chatting. I'm totally going to send that as well because that was a great video, by the way. A really solid content in there. Just take notes on it, honestly. It's a good one. Um, as well as your website, uh, for sure. What else can I ask you, man? I got I got a couple of minutes here. What, what do you do for fun? Do you drink You drink beer? Are you a beer guy? <laughs> no, I'm more of a tea guy, though okay. I do I do, I do, do go out quite a bit. I'm just, I'm just always drinking the orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Nice, man. Um, what kind of tea you like? What, what's your what's your fancy? I'm I'm a big black Paco guy. So uh, black tea, basically. There you go. My fiance, she's really into tea. She orders it and she drinks it every morning. I'm the coffee guy around the house, but she has all these different kinds. Uh, and some of them are bomb, man. Tea is like a whole other thing, a whole other basket of, of things that you get into. So right on, dude. Um, yeah, man. Anything else? Uh, you know, you want to chat about or throw in for, for our listeners here before I let you get back to your day? Yeah, for sure, Chris. I'll, I'll end with my easy threes. So the easy threes are just three easy exercises that people can implement Love every it. day, especially for the brewers right now who are really scared to post on social. Here, Here's the advice. I'm not, I'm not going to be the person to say you need to post on social because you already know it's important. So instead, I'll, I'll give the easy pieces. The first one is do the random word exercise every day. So all that is, Pick a random word like camera, like wall, like ceiling, and give random presentations. And this really helps your resilience because if you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. Do this with your kids, nieces, nephews. A lot of my clients, they make this a game when they're in the car with their kids, their family. They just throw words back and forth. It's fun. And it's educational. So So you like pick an object and then you have to give a quick presentation on that thing, whatever it is. Literally. That's it. Okay. I like so when, so when you go back to your craft beer, I mean, it's super easy to talk about the beer you've spent like a years and years refining because you know it inside and out. So that's number one. Number two is question drills. We get asked questions all the time in our lives, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's day-to-day customers asking questions, where is this beer from? Uh, where did you craft it? Where did the hops, where did you supply it? Like people can ask you a ton of questions, especially the, the nerds in the space. The people are very, very much connoisseurs. They'll ask, you got to have good answers, especially if you're in this business. So what does that mean? That means every day for five minutes, Chris, that's it. If you just implement this one strategy, you'll be ahead of 99% of people in the business. Ask yourself one question. Just answer one question that you think a customer will ask you. But if you do that every day for a year, Chris, you'll have answered 365 questions about your craft beer. You'll have an answer for everything. Love it. Love it. 300. That's true, man. Every day you're going to have like a chance to really practice this and just get good at, at answering these questions. And like we talked about before, practice makes it easier ultimately. So right on, dude. I love that one too. Yeah. And then the third one's super simple. It's so simple, in fact, that nobody does it. And the exercise is simply sending video messages. If you want to grow your craft beer market, your business, it's competitive. There's a lot of beers to choose from. You really need to stand out. What's the best way to stand out is to get your community to share love from your beer to other people. What does that mean? Make a list of your top 50 clients, the people who buy the most beer from you, 
and just send them each video messages thanking them for your business. Nobody does. I bet you, nobody Chris, very few, nobody does it, nobody right? Does you it. do that. It takes an hour, 30 minutes, and people fall in love with you because nobody gets video messages. That's it. Nobody does, man. It's a huge one, dude. And you're not you're like, this is such a good bit of advice. I heard it like a slightly different version of it in a different way about growing your social media following. It's like, hey, just pick a follower and thank them in a video message for following you. And that's it. And like, you're going to impact their life so much. But to take it on that other level, talk about your vendors, your distributors, the people that buy from you. Huge, huge bit of advice there for sure. It's one that I'm going to start doing. You know, like, man, I should just do this with my followers or my clients or whatever and, and oh, send yeah. the digital thank you card. But as a video message, it's huge, dude. Solid. Oh, yeah. And it's going to get you good at doing videos, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's also it's free money. It's free money. I guarantee it. If you send 50 videos, I do this all the time with the clients. You send 50 videos, five of them are going to say, oh, you know what? Chris, I totally forgot. There's this guy that I wanted to introduce your beer to, your services to. Let me go message him right away or her. Done. Perfect. I love it, man. Dude, this has been an awesome set of information. I feel like we moved so fast, but it was such good information the whole time. I was like, dude, this is great. So uh, thank you for for making it concise and and, uh, very informational. Brandon, you're awesome. Of course. Likewise, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. Cool, dude. Well, you know, thanks guys for checking it out. We'll uh, we'll let you, Brendan get back to the day, but uh, yeah, man. Talk to you later, dude. Talk soon, man. See ya.